0: Hi everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday night. Ricky, uh, back this week after a a week away, BB was in the Caribbean last week, I think he's in the Mediterranean or somewhere this week, Um, but I'm sort of flying solo, I've got a special guest with me, Hayden McKenzie, who we thought was one of the standout performers of Rally New Zealand a few weeks back now. Um, Hayden, thanks for your time. Uh, Just describe your experience at Rally New Zealand, obviously international events, a whole lot of new rules and regulations. How how did you find that aspect, sort of dealing with the, um, the logistical side of it?
1: Oh look to be honest it was actually really tough. We we had a, um, leading up to the event uh, was challenging. It was, look we hadn't done anything like that and look New Zealand hadn't done this event for such a long period of time running under the FIA rules. It was the question of getting our cars to a standard that we are all happy with, and that uh, the FIA was going to be happy with us running. So, just getting to the event was actually a marathon, and there was a few last-minute changes, and and hey, even everything down to our race suits didn't arrive till the the Wednesday of that week. So, it was it was good to get everything together, and we're stoked to go straight through scrutineering because that was, I suppose. For me, there was quite a bit of tension there to make sure that the car was going to go through. So once uh, once the car actually went through scrutineering, we knew it had passed. Um, a lot of relief then, and, uh, and we could actually look forward to the event at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, the great thing is, you know, all of our New Zealand competitors were able to sort of tick the appropriate boxes. We had no dramas there, so massive well done to, to everyone for, for clearing that hurdle. Um, I'm sure there were a few late nights and, and nervous moments leading into it, but like once once you sort of got into it and and competing, um you know as I said, I think sixth you finished sixth on the Friday on leg one yes. um, but that that result, while it looks impressive on on paper, it doesn't sort of explain just how fast you were. It looked like there was a significant jump up in outright speed across the weekend for you. Was that down to you just pushing a wee bit harder, down to the fact the car was better than perhaps we all thought it was going to be, um, or a combination of?
1: I'd like to think on uh, that look we've got like myself it's um I'm still pretty new to the AP4 so a little bit of time under my seat there you know under my belt actually before the event so I think I was probably driving better the the roads on the Friday I think really suited me uh, I you know uh, I had never done them before and they're amazing stages especially where you get through Funga coast and things like that and um, I think we probably didn't show our full potential through those through those stages. Like like a lot of people on the Friday, it was such a marathon event, and and even for us, it was still a reasonably new car. Um, to be honest, we were our goal for the for the weekend was just to actually finish Friday. Like that was that was going to be tough. But um, you know, we had we had teething problems with the car on Friday. Uh, we were unfortunately having to. Sh- fully stop the car shut the car down mid-stage reboot it you know we'd just been a new car and this is the first time we'd done anything in a stage over I think the longest stage we'd done pre, prior to that was 17 kilometers at, at Hawks Bay so we just had our tolerances for some of our um, warnings and limp modes set slightly too low and uh, that was that was causing it there but loved the roads and and I think as I said they suited me I felt confident and yeah look we're Considering all things being considered, we're really happy with where we got to on Friday.
0: Just out of interest' sake, mate, Funga Coast was was voted. We did that thing during lockdown last year, where um, you know a panel of experts voted on uh, the best stage in New Zealand rallying. Funga Coast came out top. What was it like to to drive it for the first time? Obviously, you heard about some of its characteristics and and the notoriety that it has. What was it like in, in the wow. freshman year driving it?
1: It was interesting. Like I've watched it a few times like everyone else on YouTube. i, I look I'd driven the stage um effectively going through to Carfia in a road car years ago. Um I it's it was incredible. Absolutely loved it. I, you definitely knew by the time you got to the end of the stage you'd done a workout like that final section where it's just corner to corner to corner. Um but yeah, look, it, it starts, you know, obviously open and flowing and, and then gets into the tight section. And and you come out onto the coastline there, which is just just amazing. But I would have to say, it probably would be one of my all time favourite stages that I've I've done. And, and you know the the little little AP four because I'm used to a, a big a, a big sort of four door production car. And the old Evo ten, I don't think would have liked that final section of um, of Funga Coast. where the AP four, you know that's hey, that's what they're built for. That's what the proper rally cars are. And and it's neat. It was it was really good to do it in the car.
0: You pull up to control and you sort of wipe the brow and undo the belts and whatnot, and then you realise, geez, we're going to do this all over again, and we've got a couple of runs through the two Tiago stages as well. So, yeah, pretty taxing Friday, I imagine.
1: Yeah, it was. And look, we we sort of, you know, everything down to managing the car, managing, um, obviously, tyre wear, uh, which... To be honest, actually wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Um, I'd heard all the stories about Funga Coast and people coming out with no tyres left and things like that. Um, Luckily, the conditions probably played into our hands there. We we didn't need to worry too much about it. But yeah, look, it was you certainly got out of the stage, and um, you know, uh, Funga Coast was probably where we where we had our most of our issues with the car on on the Friday. Um, so, you know, we got out of the stage feeling feeling what we'd actually done a really good job and it would have been great to see what we could have done if the car had actually um, played ball right the way through. But I think everyone, as I said on that Friday, has their own stories and it was it was a it was a long day. Um, I can honestly say when we got back to the service park, and I think it was about 9 o'clock at night, um, you were pretty proud of yourself and proud of your team just to build something that's lasted that amount of Ks and actually drives over, drives into Service Park, still running as good as what it was when it left.
0: How about the Saturday too, mate? Because, you know, everyone talked about, everyone knew that Friday was going to be incredibly challenging just because of the length and the no service and all that sort of jazz. Saturday had some horrific conditions, like the the weather, you know, it wasn't flash on Friday, but it was absolutely horrific on, on the Saturday. How did you handle the
1: some some challenging stages north of Auckland as well? Yeah, well, that, like I knew at least those stages, a few of them I actually I'd done. I'd, that was my first rally where I did Rally Auckland. So I did a few of those stages um, back in 2020, um, and and we were quick in the the Evo Nine when we when we did those. But I think for me, the first, this is the first time I, I've driven a damp stage before. This is the first time I've actually driven a proper wet stage. And I think the thing was I was on the Saturday. Look, we our goal was we'd actually. Built a bit of a comfortable um sort of buffer in the in the in the times there where we wanted to sit. And the Saturday for us, look, it was a conservative drive to get through. I, you know, I don't know when we'll hopefully we'll get another chance to get a WRC back. But my big thing was I wanted to finish and wanted to finish, you know, at at, at a good as as good a position as we possibly could. So with the changeable conditions and like I mean the every corner seemed to be different on those stages on Saturday and you you'd have grip one moment then nothing the next or or even partway through a corner so that was that was actually a learning curve um that was the only time unfortunately uh where the car the whole weekend we did have a slight little let's go wide moment and clipped a bank but testament to how strong the AP4 cars are because it didn't even know and there wasn't a mark on the car (laughs) but no it was um the start the stages are incredible but it's um and I actually did really enjoy those stages but the Certainly, the grip conditions were was something which I wasn't expecting. Just how changeable they were, but we we were happy to get through by the end of the day.
0: Well, mate, yeah, great performance. Congratulations on on a, a job well done over over that weekend. Um, you know, just tell us a little bit about the background of the car. I think we've sort of heard from you before, but this is the ex Shannon Chambers Yaris, um, now known Albany Toyota Yaris. Um, yeah. How much how much work have you sort of done on? Because the first time it's it's competed in
1: action was at Hawks Bay. Yeah, so we we've done so. Shannon Shannon started building the car. I think it was two thousand and seventeen um, as as a sister car to the one that Jack was uh, originally running. Um, and so when we got it, it was together as a roller. Um, he'd done it. He'd obviously done a huge amount of work to it. Um, but what we did is that we weren't sure we were exactly where we were at with the car, so we basically pulled it back to a shell and started and started again. Put it all back together. Um, you know, obviously we changed all the, all the suspension in it, um, and then we ran it initially with the 4 AG motor in it. Um, but what we did is that we decided we'd like to go for um, something probably a bit more modern underneath the bonnet, and hopefully we were easier to get parts, more reliable, and so on and so forth. So we put in the three cylinder GR Yaris motor, and um, so. Look, realistically, we've near enough rebuilt that whole car. It's um, everything's changed on it, but it's uh, it's a good base, and we've we've certainly one thing we've learnt though uh, going through that we've actually got a lot of um, improvement work that we can do in the off season. Um, you know, right the way down to things like at the moment we've had to limit all the travel of our suspension and everything on the car because the the car isn't um, tubbed to the maximum degrees and things like that. And so we've got the ability that we can change that over the off-season, hopefully get some more horsepower out of that little three-cylinder, because a three-cylinder realistically has only got cams and valve springs in it. So it's an impressive little motor, and we know we're down on power, but can all things uh, considered, for a stock standard motor with cams in it to go as well as it does, it's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you have to... Have you, know, you started thinking I guess post
0: rally New Zealand about ambitions for for next year because you've now had a a fair few, few rallies a couple of years worth under your belt um the performances there from from you behind the wheel the car showed some really good signs uh, at rally New Zealand do you start to think about what you want to achieve in the championship next year
1: I, I've sort of always said look i I wanted to get into an eight before and get into something that's competitive and it, and it's going to be because it's challenging because the field has got I think so much better over the last couple of years. And there's some there's some really good drivers out there across the board in R fives and AP4s. Uh, my goal though is to realistically is to get in top five in the championship. You know, that's I, I think that's achievable. I think with uh, you know, with a bit more development in the car, a bit more time with me behind the wheel, uh, I'd like to think that we've shown that we can have enough pace to actually do that. And like I've learned with a lot of it is um, you need to be consistent. Look, you've got to finish uh you know, we, we showed really good signs of um, brilliance in the Evo 10 when we ran it. But, you know, if I look at that season in 2021, um, out of out of all the rounds, we finished one round. Um, and that was, uh, unfortunately, mechanicals that that caught us on most of it. And then a, a loss of talent with me and Timaru. But I, I think the thing I've learned with that is to look to actually do a championship and do it properly. And it's even the same as WRC. Um, you've got to drive within your limits and actually have the car there at the end of the day as well. Like, we can all be really quick, but I don't want to come off the road. And and for me, you learn nothing. Uh, That was one thing I got out of that season with the Evo is that I learned nothing on the side of the road. And so uh, my big push next year is have the car good and reliable. Um, You know, we want to obviously start pushing the car, and and I certainly don't want to drive it exceptionally conservatively, but we'd like to be in the top five.
0: Yeah, I think when we look at Jack Hawkswood this year, um, you know, Jack's probably a little frustrated that he hasn't had the outright speed that we know he's capable of this year, but he's done a really good job of manufacturing results, getting the car to the end, banking points, you know, continuing to develop first the the previous car and then at Rally New Zealand, obviously the new car. How, How much work are you sort of doing with them to sort of share information and help develop the cars collectively? Because, I mean, that's the debate, isn't it? The R5 AP4 thing is the R5 cars are, heavily developed the ap4 cars are having to be developed yes how much work are you sort of sharing between the two of you
1: so look they um jack and his team at force they they did the initial tuning at uh, dyno tuning of the motor and things like that obviously they've got so much experience with ap4s um they've been a, a great assistance to uh the team at dng automotive that have actually built my car from uh, near enough uh way we got it from shannon um so we, we obviously helped out initially early on and gave them a three-cylinder motor, which they had designed all uh, bell housing adapters for and that so it could speed up the process of both cars. Um, but look, some of that's there's some learnings there. And I think we're both looking at both of us going on this three-cylinder motor that, hey, we we've got a base package, but now we need to get it from where we are today to to um, something that's a lot more competitive next year. And, and I'd like to think that we'll do a bit of uh, development work together because it will just speed up the process for both of us. We've got the same same motor. The cars are AP4. While, well, yes, uh, Jax is the, the new GR shape, effectively a lot of the car is still identical. And and if we can, they've, they have been good and, and really supportive. So uh, I'd like to think that that continues on and we can go forward together and actually, you know, pull a few resources in the motor side of things to get ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely makes sense, doesn't it? All right, mate, just to finish here, it would sort of delve into a little bit about your backstory. We obviously know um, that you've done a lot of circuit racing and, and Tiger and whatnot. Um, BB told me that you spent a little bit of time on two wheels and have some international experience. Tell us about that and just a little bit yeah. about your background.
1: Yeah, so look, I've ridden motorbikes um, basically all my life. Um, haven't done a huge amount of competitions and in, in New Zealand or anything like that, but uh it was one of these, hey, we've all got bucket list uh, events or, or something that we want to do, and I've watched ever since I was I was young uh, Red Bull Romaniacs, which is an extreme enduro in Romania, and uh, and that's probably one of the biggest extreme enduros on the worldwide calendar. So, you know, I, I, at that point there, I wasn't doing any car racing. I'd stepped out of cars, realistically, um, sort of 2010-ish, and um, I'd just been doing, you know, enjoyable uh, motorbike events and things, and... What sort of started, I remember after a, a competition, a, an extreme enduro competition here in New Zealand, um, which I have to say we initially failed, me and a friend failed quite miserably on. We thought we were a lot better riders than what we were. Um, and after after that in a pub, it was decided that, well, hey, we'll go and compete in uh, Romania the next year and, and, you know, do it. So went over and did Red Bull Romanax in 2017. Uh, once again, my goal was because the attrition rate of people not finishing or timing out on stages—it's across five days, so it's a, it is a huge event. Um, my goal was to, to finish, and, um, and we—I managed to come back with the completion medal of uh, completing Red Bull Romania. So that was that was a bucket list event for me. I was—I'll be honest—I was there to to make up the numbers and things, but uh, I certainly wasn't competing at the point the end. But it was. It was incredible to actually be there, be part of it, a little bit like being part of that WRC event, you know, you're with the best in the world and you're playing on the same stage as them. And to uh, to actually go through and do the competition and and then certainly finish it at the end was was incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mate, Shane Van Gisberg is getting a lot of plaudits for all the different categories that he's competing in. I think you've got him. He hasn't done two wheels just yet, has he?
1: no well, he's done four wheels he, he's come off quads and I, I know he can ride one of those incredibly well so um yeah no maybe he can try two wheels he said anything <laughs> with wheels or a steering wheel or anything to be honest uh mechanically he seems to do bloody well at so i can't i can imagine he would probably do incredibly well on a on a two-wheeler bike as well yeah absolutely look mate um appreciate your, your time
0: tonight um all the best uh for the off season it's gonna be a busy one we can't wait to see what you're uh what you're gonna produce in 2023
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for your time. Looking forward to Otago next year.